And now, coming to you from the United Center on the west side of Chicago, he is back in all elite wrestling, Chicago's very own CM Punk. Could this become a reality? We'll find out today on Sports Kita Wrestling. That's right. Could CM Punk be playing the big house, the madhouse on Madison, the house made famous by Michael Jordan? We'll find out. Watch out, watch out, watch out, watch out. What is up, everybody? I am Kev Kelm. You press one button, everything goes crazy, everybody. Double, uh, double watch out. Yeah, I was I was double dribble in there. I was double dribble in there. So uh, what is going on with that crazy image and crazy start to the show? Why am I talking about the Chicago Bulls of the 1990s? There is a massive, massive plan in the works by All Elite Wrestling on a scale that the wrestling business has not seen in a long time. Maybe they haven't seen since WWE put WrestleMania back into a stadium earlier this year. In terms of a scaled-out production with a noteworthy name and a noteworthy circumstance, this has to be the most important thing that's happened to All Elite Wrestling since All In. And it all ties back to a little town in the Midwest of uh, America, Chicago, Illinois, one of the best wrestling markets in the world. CM Punk has been hotly reported to be jumping to All Elite Wrestling, making his return to the pro wrestling world and the pro wrestling ring uh, for the first time since leaving WWE and very uh, controversial circumstances in 2014. So what is this image? Why this teasing thumbnail I put on this on this podcast today with Michael Jordan looming over the shoulder of one CM Punk? Fancy thumbnail, by the way. Put it together for me. Jeremy Bennett joining me today. I'm Kev Kellum. Jeremy, what's the story? Uh, well, apparently, uh, according to uh, Cassidy Haynes of Bodyslam.net, she is the one that kind of broke the see uh, the story here. Um, she is saying now that uh, Tony Khan and all four EVPs, Kenny Omega, the Bucks, and Cody Rhodes, have hopped on a private jet headed to Chicago. They flew to Chicago on Sunday. And, uh, of course, uh, we do not have any further news outside of the fact that they hopped on that plane. But, of course, this comes off the heels of uh, of the Daniel Bryan and uh, CM Punk news that, that hit us pretty hard last week. So, uh, we got a contract, maybe? So, uh, the word that was developing, I mean, see, our, our friends, Tip of the Old, uh, proverbial internet wrestling cat towards Fightful, they broke the story that, that CM Punk was talking about a return to wrestling. Now, they noted heavily, even though people reported the wrong way, that, yeah, most likely he's going to all Elite wrestling. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And sources yeah. within WWE even said that, that they yep. feel he's, and then we find out news that WWE has no interest right now at the time at working with CM Punk, and the bad blood is there. That's fine. That makes sense. Well, you know, they, it was they, reported, you know, they know and, better. They probably know better. I don't yeah. think Punk will ever go back to the WWE, at least as long as I, I you know, I'd say as long as Vince is there, but I don't think he'd go back even with if Triple H is running. No, no, I think he'll go in the Hall of Fame eventually and he'll make. Yeah, but as a wrestler, though, I don't as think a, he's ever going to I don't think he'd ever want to be a, a performer no, for them. Anymore. I, I, w I wouldn't put that past him. Yeah, I wouldn't put that past him. Yeah, but uh, I mean, I mean, you're not getting on a private jet uh, for for nothing. You want to so. headline WrestleMania finally? right <laughs> yeah only one I place you can do that there's only one place you can do that would that even bring him back i don't know i i don't but this know. plan this plan the evps all the executives all the big figureheads all the people that uh control the direction of AEW, and the man with the checkbook 
on a private plane to Chicago, Illinois. And the, the spot they're visiting is quite the spot. That would be the United Center. The United Center is the home of the Chicago Blackhawks, the National Hockey League. CM Punk, a very uh, vocal fan of them, almost like their celebrity mascot at this point. And the home of the Chicago Bulls, made famous by Michael Jordan. He opened it in the early 90s, the most famous athlete of all time. Uh, WCW ran uh, the United Center during the Monday Night Wars and ran some big, big events there and ran some great houses there as well, did some great business. Uh, I was at the first show ever ran at the United Center in 1994, the summer of 1994, and that is when WWE did SummerSlam. SummerSlam 1994 opened the building. Uh, it is a very, very big building. In excess of uh, 18,000 there. So you're, you're talking about a building that would be nearly as big as what they're running at Arthur Ashe Stadium. Which it's they've worth, already no, sold tickets for. They already sold tickets for and they're on track to do very, very well at it. If not, sell it out. They'll paper it out and, and, yeah. and you know, sell, sell it out. That, that type of thing. Uh, this would be a big undertaking, but it also lines up with what uh, AEW thinks they can do. It's worth noting for All Out Week, they're going to run the Now Arena in Schaumburg, Illinois, about an hour away from the United Center, essentially the same market. Yeah. They're going to run it three times in one week. Uh, so now the debate is, when are you doing this? If you're bringing him back at all out, and the idea is to build to a date, a big mm -hmm. return date with him, and maybe maybe even that first big match back, or maybe that first big match for him back in Chicago, uh, maybe a big title shot, a main event of some kind, CM Punk is the attraction, AEW on the banner. Uh, you got a lot of explosive elements coming together here to really move some tickets. Yeah, and you know the way that they have the pay per view spaced out. If you bring him in at all out to debut, um, you're not gonna. I don't think you're gonna hold him off for a few months to wait for that next pay per view to come through, which would be uh, full gear probably. In well, actually, actually, this is actually the shortest time period between two pay per views is usually all out in full gear. There's usually about two months between those pay per views, so uh, about two and a half maybe. Uh, so, you know, I a special show in Chicago. Wednesday Night Dynamite, I mean, the ratings would go through the roof for CM Punk's wrestling debut to be on, on cable television as opposed to pay-per-view. Um, unless they decide to make full gear at the United Center. I don't know if they've announced full gear yet. Yeah, that's two big pay-per-views in one market in one year. You know, yeah. I, th I think you're asking a lot of your fans in that circumstance to do that. You're asking a lot of your fans to do that, right? But CM Punk, I mean it's not even going to, I mean, we're not really talking Chicago here. People are going to come in from yes. all over the world yeah. to, to this event. So I don't think it's actually that bad of an idea to come back to Chicago for full gear. Um, Gary Joe know. with uh, quite the comment here. I don't mean to cut you off. I want to get oh, you're fine. before you miss it here. Uh, this is seriously going to get AEW stronger viewership for the month of August leading up to All Out because of the urgency people wanting to see Punk or Brian. You yeah. know, this is a smart audience. They are going to tune in and want to see that moment. It's worth noting that Daniel Bryan is also in play. Uh, you know, the plan that we've heard is for Daniel Bryan to debut uh, at, at Arthur Ashe Stadium. And that is that before? That's before All Out? Am I correct or no? No, it's two weeks after. Two and weeks let after. Me, and let me fill you in real quick here. Full Give me the gear, whole timeline here that's been reported. Well, Full Gear is already locked in. It's in St. Louis on November 6th. So Full Gear is already set. So this is probably, if we're talking United Center, they're probably looking at a special dynamite now at this point. So. I could see, yeah, I could see this being quarter one for them yeah. in uh, 2021. Just enough time to get away from it. Just enough time to put CM Punk yeah. on the road. If you do his debut in Chicago at All Out, the place goes crazy. They feel yeah. happy enough. They got the return. They got what they wanted. Right? Mm -hmm. They got what AEW wanted to do a few years ago. 
when they had all out the second one and they had the Starcast convention 15 minutes away and CM Punk was there. And I can tell you the sentiment was AEW fans want CM Punk saying he's bringing his talents to Jacksonville. That's what they Man, want. Can you imagine the line at PWTs once that yeah. first shirt drops? Uh, and the line they did, they I think they did a t-shirt sale thing with him at PW, Pro Wrestling Tees in Chicago. They, they have did. their own store. Yeah. Uh, and they have a physical store, and there was like a mile long line yeah. just for him. Yeah. Uh, now it is worth noting we've we've heard rumblings of this uh, other alternate theory uh, that you know reportedly Daniel Bryan has been locked in. CM Punk over the weekend has appeared to be more locked in with AEW. Uh, CM Punk has stirred the pot himself by posting on social media the Alan Parsons song, Serious, which is one of the walkout songs for the Chicago Bulls. Interesting that he would do that, and then this United Center plan would play together here. Um, uh, But it's worth noting, WWE is running the Rosemont Horizon next Monday night in Chicago. If all this stuff is based off one city and one wrestler... There is an opening there. Uh, and if they really wanted to, they really wanted to flip the lid on a room before, before SummerSlam, just three weeks out as a way to do it. But I think that's, that, that is less likely than, than the scenario. Honestly, yeah. That's that CM Punk coming back to WWE. That's them uh, getting water under the bridge or, or at least a whole bunch of, a whole bunch of money under the bridge too. <laughs> so there's still that there. Uh, possibility here Man. uh here, here we go greg bush texting in one of our very own fine uh, guys from uh, sports kita he says do you tease something on the final episode of all uh, before all out or get some more buys like omega taunts the fans with the opening uh static of uh, you, you, cult of personality you, you know it'd be the ultimate troll is what's that um you know the beginning of cult of personalities uh like uh like a half second of static yes just end the show with that that'll, yeah. blow, that'll blow the internet up yeah, and there's even more trolling by Punk and his his account. Apparently, he has followed Vince McMahon, he has followed WWE, he and has AEW. followed Tony Khan, and he has followed <laughs> AEW. So, that's typical. That's typical Punk, though. Yeah, yeah, that that's typical Punk. Stir the pot, baby. Stir the pot. Yeah. Um. Certainly, want to know what you guys think here. A lot of people chiming in. CM Punk, best in the world. They're excited for this news. I mean, this is whether or not you like Punk. This is a big plan. Man. This is a big plan by AEW to say, hey, it's not, uh, you know, our very own Dutch Mantel is on Smack Talk this past Friday, okay? And we asked for his take on this, uh, and, and he had a great take. Go watch that episode. It's also available on our podcast feed as well. You can subscribe on uh, Apple and Spotify. And he said it's it, it's obviously the big, the big reveal. The first thing you do in an angle is the most important thing. But he said actually the, the most important step, it appears to most people, is the debut, right? Yeah. Um, but if you have a hot enough angle, the most important thing is the next thing you do. Yeah. If the next thing that AEW does is say to the Midwest audience, which is their core audience that they've built this brand on now next to Florida, right? In a major market where they've, where they've made the most moves, it is Chicago, all right? In terms of seismic moves that move the brand to another level. Uh, if they go there and they say, hey, you know, come to Chicago, our New York City, right? And we're gonna we're gonna make something big here, and we're gonna do it with we're gonna do it with the biggest, most anticipated name on the highest level we can possibly do it. I think their I think their their fans are gonna double down on it. Yeah, I think so too. I, it's it's just it's a crazy time to be a professional wrestling fan, you know. And and um, it was already a crazy time before last week with uh, where people are landing, and uh, we've seen. A few people already landing, and uh, uh, like Malachi Black, and uh, we got, we got the tease for um, 
uh, Aiden English, the former Aiden English. We've gotten those teases with Impact Wrestling. Murphy's going to be landing sometime soon. That is probably going to be uh, uh, he's going to be a superstar wherever he goes. Uh, that's going to be one that that WWE is going to regret. Then this drops, and it's just insane that uh, that two of the probably the best wrestlers of our generation, save for maybe AJ Styles in there as well, are going to move to an opposing brand and really that's gonna that's got to tip the scales because brian still has some 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 years left punk you know is in his early 40s we don't know <laughs> you know we, we so, don't we don't know how he's coming in here you know yeah so it, it's it's insane and uh it is god, insane god it, that it, w, that wwe show get ready for some piped in noise because they're gonna probably try it they're gonna probably put in that piped in noise to drown out CM Punk chance because there are going to yeah, be a but million. That's just, of- it's Chicago and CM Punk. It's like, yeah. I, as, and anyone gets angry about that. I was like, that's the most famous thing <laughs> like yeah. that, that's happened there. Like, yeah, it's the Stone Cold and Bret Hart in uh, 90. Like, all state arena is a big, big arena. Like, it's Madison Square Garden. It's all state arena. We have some big all state uh, Madison Square Garden news here to cover here in a second. We do. Uh, do do want to take this question, Greg Kelly? Is Punk better if in AW or WWE? Here's the thing. I know this may aggravate people because I know some people just want you to say, bring them over to AEW, piss off, Vince McMahon, you know, flip the bird at the machine, you know, big Vince McMahon story we have coming up today, too. Yeah, we do. Um, My thing is, I just want to see the guy entertain people and wrestle again. I know that seems like such a cop out, uh, but it's true. I don't think you need to take a stance on this stuff. Uh, I will. Uh, I'll answer. uh, I'll say this. I think him being back doing angles with people he hasn't either done it enough with or he can do a fresh story. I want a good story. I want a good story. I want a good match. And guess what, guys? AEW can drop the ball here. Like they, they can still drop the ball on this. It's not like a sure thing, just that, that, that they're going to nail this. Yeah. All right. And there are some guys that they have dropped the ball with. And I'm just being objective about it. Yeah, they picked all right? the ball back up on some of them, though, too, at least. They have. <laughs> but I mean, it, it took a while for them to make Miro be That's Miro. Exactly <laughs> like, who I was referring like, to. Uh, yeah, exactly. It's a big example. Brian Cage is not the Wolverine. He should be in AEW. No, I don't think that's yeah. a big uh, thing to say. But they've made great hits since guys with their own guys like Darby Allen. They have obviously big names that came in like the Bucks, like Cody. I mean, the hits out uh, outweigh the misses, right? Yeah, exactly. But and this you is know, not one you want to stumble with. You do not want to fumble with this. And if WWE can get him, and this is CM Punk stirring the pot, and he and he goes to WWE, wow, yeah, what a I, what a what a maneuver it would be, as Vince McMahon would say. What a maneuver! What a maneuver! Um, let's let's get to that story. It, let's get to this story here with Vince McMahon. God. This is quite the story and quite the move by WWE. Obviously, WWE is a entertainment company. They're not just a wrestling show. And now they understand that the show behind wrestling is sometimes very, sometimes more interesting than what actually happens in the ring. One of the biggest wrestling scandals of all time was a federal lawsuit uh, put against the then World Wrestling Federation and Vince McMahon by federal authorities to pursue the company for the distribution of illegal steroids. Uh, and, and the claiming that they were involved was with a doctor who was providing uh, illegal performance-enhancing drugs to professional wrestlers. Uh, now, this was a long, long drawn-out legal case in the 90s uh, that actually put the, the future of the WWE heavily in doubt while they were going to war with WCW, and WCW was really ramping up their engines with Ted Turner behind them. Uh, so that's a very, a very tense time in WWE if you read up your history. And now 
It's going to become a scripted series. Jeremy, tell me more. <laughs> uh, apparently, a deal has been struck with Blumhouse Television to develop a limited scripted series called The United States of America versus Vince McMahon. Uh, they will develop the series for television. Uh, no word on what network will pick it up yet. They're probably shopping it to networks right now is what my guess would be uh, at, at this stage. Um, this is going to be a first scripted, first ever scripted portrayal of Vince McMahon, as well as a lot of the superstars from that era. Uh, it's going to talk about, um, uh, you know, at the time with uh, Rupert Murdoch purchasing the New York Post. And, of course, uh, posting those articles about uh, the legislators giving WWE a free pass on steroids and McMahon skips through the cemetery were headlines that were uh, posted in the post back then. Uh, and then, of course, obviously, the FBI gets involved after those uh, articles and uh, the rest is history. Um, I can only laugh, though, because I, I just feel like this is Vince trying to make himself look good. Uh, revise history because he doesn't who, look good. He beat the government. Who, <laughs> he beat the rap with the, the federal government. I don't know. How does who he not look good in that circumstance? Who asked for this? <laughs> you know what? I, I guess you, you're just not intrigued by the concept. You think it's silly? I just think it's, yeah, I just think Vince is going to make himself to, you know, be the second coming of Jesus Christ in this thing. I think I, I don't, don't, I don't, I don't know if that's exactly true Um, because I do think WWE has been able to be, They'll show some of the dark side of what they do. They've, yeah. they've done that with these A&E biographies. Depends on how how, how hands-on he is on it. True. You know? I mean, obviously, they're going to have approval on it, you know? Yeah. Um, But I don't think they're going to deny the idea that pro wrestlers use steroids. And this is going to be the first time WWE, you know, not the first time, but the first time recently the WWE has talked about that. They talked yeah. about when they initiated the wellness policy. They've talked about it in different. They brought it up in storylines. <laughs> yeah. like they, they did that a little bit. Yeah. So I, I don't think WWE is opposed to telling this type of story. Uh, and and it will be interesting because I think this is something you got to do while, you know, I'm not trying to be morbid here. Well, Vince McMahon is still a man who is who's with us and can tell these stories. He can do different things. I think there's a lot of stuff with Vince you could do outside of wrestling on TV in WWE Raw SmackDown. That needs to be done. Like I, I think I know they did a documentary, like a Mr. McMahon documentary, but like mm -hmm. several books. You know what I mean? Like you could write several books just about the national expansion, all these different things. And this is me kissing the rump. I'm not joining the kiss my ass Vince McMahon club. He's a very <laughs> interesting guy. Yeah. He's a very whether or not you think about it, in terms of American entertainment, he's a very seismic force in terms of what he did. He took a genre of entertainment and completely changed the perception of it from yeah. coast to coast and around the world. Yeah. It, it'll probably be interesting. You know, and I think you, when we were talking earlier, it, it, it may be, this might've been the, you know, when the people versus OJ Simpson, when that came out, maybe that's when the, the wheels kind of got rolling for them to say, Hey, we could create our own people versus OJ Simpson. I love the it, chat blowing up right now. If you're with us on the podcast side of things, we asked them who should play Vince McMahon. <laughs> Give me Harvey Keitel. Yeah, come, on, Harvey Keitel. Uh, come on, pal. Uh, Dorsey saying it should be John Goodman. John. We got, Goodman. A, we got a lot of John Goodman's in that. Well, actually it's the same, same person saying it over and over, but uh, uh, Sam McMurray. I can't place that name. I've heard that name, but I can't place the name with the face there. Right. I mean, I Goodman, Goodman would be good. I mean, you watch Big Lebowski all over the Lord. Yeah. Uh, but he's got to He's got to like get some beef on him, though. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. He could definitely pull off the voice. Like if this is an animated thing, I'd be like, yeah, let's go with him. Yeah. Uh, Greg wants just Adam Cole to be in it. Played by Adam Sandler. Woo. Woo. Boom. Ah. So yeah, that, that's my bad. That's my bad. Show hat. <laughs> so undisputed. Uh, I got a snake, man. 
<laughs> that's, that's, that's a deep Adam Sadler reference, dude. Um, uh, so other people were saying Jack Nicholson. Jack Nicholson, unfortunately, is not doing film work anymore. No, age. he's retired. He's retired. Um, he's watching uh, the Lakers lose. Uh, Mr. A big fan of the show. A big fan of the show. Mr. James Espanto Fernando. Texas and he says in the 80s it seemed like every top wrestler was on the gas yeah. <laughs> I, I wonder if like, i wonder if they i wonder if they'll use that in the show as a line for roids they'll just say hey you got some gas man yeah <laughs> or no the show will be called uh the gas <laughs> like there'll be an episode if it's a scripted series there'll be an episode called the gas who's got the gas <laughs> who's got <laughs> what did you mean mcmahon did you understand what the gas meant in your locker room <laughs> You can't handle the gas. <laughs> you pencil neck geek. <laughs> you can't handle the gas. Uh, yeah. Uh, Safet's uh, mentioning this is uh, interesting. It's worth noting in terms of wrestling history. This is before the Monday Night Wars even started. Some yeah. people would say this is a big precursor to it. It was probably the biggest like non-in-ring well, we were... story that happened. Before. Yeah. We were getting to the point, though, where... Um... That product was just getting so it was at his almost his lowest point, you know. You know, there's too many gimmicks, and uh, you know, the, it was it was starting the downward trend in '94, '95 before you know the the NWO kind of started really shaking things up. So, uh, some people say Harrison Ford. <laughs> Listen, Brett screwed Brett. <laughs> so that's my Harrison Ford. Uh, and then uh, Brad Bro saying uh, if they have The Rock, well, The Rock Roman Reigns should play The Rock. The Rock the, was not even in WWE at the time. No, no, no. I think he was he was playing college football. At the time. Yeah, yeah he, he, was, he, he, he. I think he made his debut at Survivor Series '95 or '96. So What's our is, next big story here? Let's get to it before we uh, we close yeah. out the show here. Bah, 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 bah. It's John Cena news. John Cena news. So uh, the summer of Cena, as WWE has dubbed it, to sell tickets has been a little bit successful. Uh, WWE did two house shows this past weekend, headlined by John Cena uh, with the Mysterios taking on the bloodline of Roman Reigns and the Usos. Uh, Cena Mysterios going over at both shows. These shows were not sellouts, but they were healthily attended, from what I could tell, especially in Pittsburgh. Uh, and this is another sign of WWE saying, hey, if John Cena's only going to be here for a while, and John Cena, if I'm only going to be here for a while, if it appears like that, I'm going to get as mo- I'm gonna as much out of this as I possibly can. And also work these house shows to get up to being back at, at a big stadium show. It's worth noting, the first time he's wrestled for WWE in a few years was on a live event. What what an interesting thing. What yeah. an appealing thing if you're buying tickets and you're a hardcore fan. You're like, eh, I'll just wait until they come with TV, right? A lot of fans do that with house shows, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, say, hey, I'll wait until, you know, it's Raw or SmackDown or pay-per-view. I'm not going to go to a house show. Yeah, a lot of fans a- have kind of turned off on it. An yeah. interesting thing by uh, WWE Cell here. And now they're using Cena's name to move tickets from Mad- Madison Square Garden, the mecca of professional wrestling, uh, WWE's spiritual home in New York City. Yeah, you know, it, it was a brilliant move by WWE to add him to house shows because uh, you're right, the, the the attendance even before the pandemic was really lacking on house shows. Uh, but yeah, uh, so you're wondering, do we have Cena after SummerSlam? Well, at least the answer is yes for one show. We don't know if he'll still be on television, but he will be at Super SmackDown at MSG, which is on September 10th. Uh, that's a Super sta- uh, Super SmackDown show. Uh, worth noting that's after SummerSlam. That's a yeah. couple weeks after SummerSlam. Uh, advertised for the show already are Roman Reigns. Uh, Sasha Banks, Bianca Belair, 
Edge, Usos, Seth Rollins, uh, Apollo Crews, Kevin Owens. So uh, add add John Cena to that list now. Uh, for uh, and it is a a live event, not televised. It's their annual uh, return to MSG, of course, with the pandemic. That's, uh, oh, so that's that's a super show. That's not a that's not a televised mm-hmm. event there. Yeah, actually, no. I apologize. It is a Super SmackDown. That's a SmackDown. I read that wrong. It is Super SmackDown. But Friday, they're having September some raw 10th. talent there to even sell some extra tickets or do like a dark match or something. Yeah, yeah. They've got. Uh, they have not. Um, uh, they have Seth Rollins on the card and uh, Kevin Owens and uh, let's see, Ed, Edge of SmackDown. Yeah, so Apollo Cruz, Kevin Owens, and Seth Rollins are on there from Raw, uh, announced ahead of time, and the rest looks like uh, SmackDown from what they have announced. But yeah. It is a, uh, a SmackDown uh, image. God, that's going to be so fun. Uh, yeah. God, they have a hey, televised. Hey guys, it's a good time to be a wrestling fan. I keep saying this the past few weeks now, but it's a really, really good time to be a wrestling fan. I know some people are like, WWE's on the run. They're on the ropes. No, they're feeling a challenge. This is exciting. All right. This is lighting a fire under their ass. What did what news dropped the day after we heard about CM Punk and Daniel Bryan? Oh, The Rock's gonna come back. That's right. still happening. That's still in yeah. the works. Oh, even a though Rock, he did Roman it. Reigns match, that's still really cool. I don't care what anyone says. That's yeah. that's you can only do that once, right? And it's a big deal, right? And you can only debut these guys in AEW once. So you're gonna see first time ever big seismic <gasps> moments this year. And I think you should savor that no matter what wrestling promotion you you pre- you prefer. Stop it. With the dumb tribalism, you're pro wrestling fans first. You know that's another uh, thing to remember. You're pro wrestling fans first. You you owe no allegiance to billionaires. I'm curious how long Cena is going to be around now. You know if he's going to be around two three weeks after summer after SummerSlam, you kind of wonder. But is that just a one day? Is that the only day he's doing after SummerSlam? It's the only one announced right now. Because that summer of Cena was all live shows. Raws and SmackDowns all leading up, ending with SummerSlam. So that was the when they ran that, they showed that whole list of dates for the summer of Cena. Uh, it ended at SummerSlam. So this is the first and only so far date announced. And of course, uh, you know, I'm I'm assuming he's going to be at Raw and SmackDown uh, leading up to uh, the MSG show. So, what do you think of the curveball thrown this past week on WWE SmackDown? Another big one in front of a live crowd. These crowds have been electric the past few weeks. John Cena on the show, cutting a promo once again, stirring the pot, trying to get this match with Roman Reigns for the Universal Championship at SummerSlam. Roman Reigns rejecting the challenge, saying yeah. he doesn't want to have uh, boring times with John Cena, and he compared him to missionary sex. That uh, was hilarious. Yeah, that was a great line. By the way, that was written for him. That line was written for him. Anyone who says WB writers suck, that was absolutely written for him. Uh, if it wasn't written for him, somebody else was involved in coming up with that line. At least, yeah. just that's my 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 uh, my itching feeling. All my, right, uh, my podcast co-host Matt Black, who's also a a writer at Sports Kita here, uh, gave an interesting theory. What if they swerve us all? What what if Lashley turns down Goldberg tonight, and so then it's Cena versus Goldberg at SummerSlam? I, you know, I don't know, I, and then. I don't uh, know. And ballot, but I, I just don't. You, you've built up this match. This is the match people want. Yeah, like you know, and you did that showdown at his first time coming out. You made it very, very clear. You made it abundantly clear. Yeah, uh, Finn Balor coming out, and I think it's going to be the swerve. Uh, something's going to happen with Finn Balor to play a supporting role to Cena in this case, uh, and and that there'll there'll be something there. Finn Balor will kind of be like the. Uh, kind of the observer if you will who's in between all of this yeah and the idea is to give him some rub after this match i think i I think that's just the the uh hardcore fans and us that don't want to see goldberg in the title picture so we're trying to think of every possible way to book him out of it (laughs) 
some people thinking uh anyone think cena turns heel taking out ballard to get his match here's the thing even if he took out ballard to get the match he's still john cena and people are gonna yeah he's not gonna be heel jeremy bryant texting that went in yeah Uh, i don't know they're not gonna book heel versus heel yeah um sunny drake saying john cena is a draw for tv ratings yes indeed he is so far so far uh yeah he has bumped up the wwe television i would say anywhere between 700 to a million more people watched wwe in the past week just in terms of overnight viewership on both raw and smackdown because of the presence of john cena he is he is a needle mover man this guy's in the biggest movie in the world fast fast nine right now i mean Uh, i mean you don't get those cena sucks chance anymore so Even far. if you do, it's still he's over. It know? is, but it's amazing how he's now more universally loved than he used to be. So, and and people obviously missed him. So, uh, the, the ratings are telling that story right now. Yeah. Uh, before we sign off here, any news on Becky Lynch in terms of big returns? This is Molly A. Warwick texting in. No news at this time, but it does seem like anytime WWE wants to pull the trigger, she is still under contract with the company. Uh, she has certainly teased the return more than once, including Money in the Bank when people thought she was going to show up there. Uh, no news at this time, but I guess that's an exciting thing. Though at the I, same I, time. I'd hold her off till SummerSlam or the day uh, or the uh, or the SmackDown after SummerSlam. At this, do you point. think they don't need her for SummerSlam against who? Exactly. What's the match? Um, well, I mean, there was rumors that she's going to go to SmackDown, so maybe she challenges Bianca. I don't know. Um, there's not really a clear challenger yet. I mean, Sasha's planning on... Re- it sounds like Sasha's going to return soon, too. So that, that whole picture is really... It's so weird how that picture is so up in the air right now with three weeks to go till SummerSlam. I want to thank everyone for watching this show. The hundreds, thousands of you that have tuned in from around the world. If you haven't done it already, subscribe to Sports Key to Wrestling on YouTube. We are making that march to 20K. If you haven't subscribed already, go over there. If you like us on Facebook, you can really help us out by subscribing on, on YouTube as well. If you enjoy your stuff on YouTube, uh, on Facebook too, here's what you do. Turn your reminder on. If you turn the reminder on, there's a little bill logo you can see next to us here on Facebook. You click that, you see all of our stuff. You know exactly when we go live, okay? So we're we're doing a lot of cool stuff tonight. Vince Russo will be with us live after Monday Night Raw. Dutch Mantel with us after SmackDown. Wednesday nights, The Debrief after AEW Dynamite, also covering NXT. Plus, we just dropped an interview with Big E. We just dropped an interview (laughs) with Big E. Mr. Money in the Bank is now, and that is over on our YouTube channel. And, and, And they talk about meat slapping. Yeah, big man slapping meat, slapping meat. Got chops in here. I'm a fan of it. I love that. Oh, the answer to that question was great. So check it out. (laughs) Uh, You can check out Jeremy and all the stuff he's doing. Get your plugs in. We have uh, Lost in the Midcard is my podcast. Goes live every Thursday with myself and uh, my esteemed co-host, uh, Mr. Matt Black, that I mentioned earlier. We go go, uh, live every Thursday afternoon you can go to litmcpodcast.com or facebook.com slash lost in the midcard or our twitter at litmcpodcast and uh, we're inching ever so close to episode 300 uh i love when people start to uh text in the in the chat the sign off of the show i love that that's enjoyable say it with me when, when, when you're ready uh you guys can check me out online at twitter at Kev Kellum, it's K-E-V-K-E-L-L-A-M. Go ahead and give me a follow there if you haven't done it already. Uh, and you can hear me on the radio on the X, Rockford, Illinois. I am rocking there every 
uh, midday, 10 a.m. to uh, 2 p.m., I do the noon hour, ni- nothing but 90s. We do it 90s proof at noon. I do a bunch of weird uh, references, and I play clips of different sound sound effects from the 90s. Do I get wrestling in there when I can? Oh, you better believe it. <laughs> you better believe that I'm just wedging in. On this day, Stone Cold Steve Austin did this. Here's Soundgarden. Like, I'm, I'm, get, I'm getting that stuff in there when I can. Oh, you didn't know? <laughs> exactly. I'm going to start playing that next week. Uh, so definitely check that out every weekday at noon central. Uh, and you can stream that anywhere in the world on the TuneIn app. All right. A lot of great rock music. You guys are awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you for supporting Sports Kita. Hit the like button. Hit the share button. Have fun, everybody. Because remember, when you're watching wrestling, you got this one thing you got to do. You just got to take a deep breath. <sighs> Doesn't matter what the booking is. Just take a deep breath and enjoy wrestling. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Let me talk to you. <laughs> Enjoy wrestling, everybody. See ya.